Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Ben Standing from the Athletic DC with us here on Overtime. Good evening, Ben. How you doing? Uh, you know, I don't want to complain, uh, but it, you know, it's, it's one of those long travel days. And by the way, like I got home, is it like incredibly foggy out in, in the city right now? Uh, you know, I don't know because I'm I'm hidden in a studio right now. But yes, I, I believe it was a lot of rain today, uh, and it was warmer. So yes, that would bring in the fog if my uh, my meteorology uh, school um, has me correct there from what I learned. Yeah, I was like, oh, my, I got I was gotten an Uber from the airport to go home, and I was like, oh my. I, can I see it? What, what was, did something happen to me while I was in Mobile? What is going on here? Like, I could not see, and I'm like, oh, I think this is fog. And then I was very yeah, it, it is fog. It was a crappy day. It just rained all day. It was not very nice. Um, well, in Mobile, I know they had to move inside, right? They moved the the proceedings inside. Um, but you did get to see some of these guys and uh, and obviously talk to some folks there. What what do the uh, the folks that that get paid to to look at these players and break them down think about this senior quarterback class that's on display this weekend. Um, you know, there's always the uh, you know some level of subterfuge, some level of you know people not wanting to show their cards, that type of deal. But in general, if I'm to be believe what everybody kind of said, uh, in, if I had to encapsulate it into one word, I think it would just be sort of meh. <laughs> like I, like nobody, you know, all the all the talk about how nobody's that excited about this class. I think is really plays out because I think it's a combination of, you know, you don't expect rookie quarterbacks to come in and you know lead you to the promised land. Just generally, that that that's a pretty rare, a rare instance, right? I mean, and yet there's the idea of a well, okay, given give us some seasoning. Then the, we want to find the guy who can become the, you know, maybe Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert's a bit extreme, but, you know, like give us that opportunity. And it doesn't feel like people really see that in this group. Most of the guys have, you know, some decent concerns or flaws, or and then maybe like the one guy who kind of moves past that is Malik Willis, the kid from Liberty, but because he played at a smaller school, the, the, the thought is he really needs to probably sit for a year, maybe not to the extreme of Trey Lance this year with the Niners, but sure. something like that. And that's why there isn't anybody from what I could, t- from what I gather, where people are going. You know what? We think we, this guy could actually be, be some sort of a help right away, and we feel confident that in a year we're looking at a really good quarterback. Somebody will be good, but I think right now everybody's kind of like, uh, I don't know. Wow. Yeah. I mean that that is pretty interesting because usually. Like people go gaga for the quarterbacks eventually, um, you know, and they overdraft them. I mean, maybe that still happens. Maybe that still happens. But I'll say this: this may or ma, as you put it, for the quarterbacks, has lasted longer uh, than than I suspected it would. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying there won't be guys who get picked pretty high. You know, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. obviously free agency and the veteran market will come first, but you look at the teams picking high in this draft, uh, the Lions at two, the Panthers at six, the Falcons at eight, the Broncos at nine, and obviously you get to Washington. You know, all those teams to various degrees might need quarterbacks. The Falcons would more be about the long-term play behind Matt Ryan, but the point is, like, all those teams in theory could, could need a quarterback, and as we've discussed, the veteran market, until, you know, the players like Roger, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson actually move teams, that market is pretty pretty dim right now. Uh, and, and so even if, like, you know, just to, to localize it here, even if Washington gets pick your Mitch Trubisky or Teddy Bridgewater or what have you, that's not going to be a long-term plan most likely. So you still may have to draft somebody – and then it becomes a question of, well, if you wait, I, I, you know, like, what do you do? You, you need to do something. And as much as we probably hate to hate to admit it for teams, there is the PR perspective also, right? It isn't just yeah. building a roster from talent. It's building a narrative. And it's a lot – like, you know, think of this place, right? If the, if the plan is Mitch Trubisky or even a Jimmy Garoppolo and Taylor Heineke, that's your quarterback plan – Nobody is excited for that. Sorry to say it for those guys. You draft a quarterback, it doesn't even matter if he turns that good. The, 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 the hope is there. And that there is, there is something to be said for that. So, yeah, somebody I, I suspect one or two guys could still go top ten, but I don't think it's based on that. At this point, it's not based on the belief that they're that good. Ben Standing is with us, the Athletic DC, here with us on Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Well, look, you brought up narrative and, you know, setting, you know, the next chapter, so to speak. We've, we've heard a lot about that since the season ended from Ron Rivera. It was supposed to be kind of a magic wand with 2-2-22, new name, what have you. But then, of course, 2-3-22 happened. Uh, you've got the roundtable uh, issues today here on, on the Hill uh, with uh, this, this hearing that took place. Everybody knew it was going to happen. I guess, you know, perhaps they were bracing, hoping there'd be no bombshells out of it. But, you know, in a sense, there was today. I mean, there's new allegations directly pointed at uh, team motor Dan Snyder. He's going to put out a statement uh, refuting that and apologizing again, he says. And then you have the NFL putting out a statement, Ben, where they're saying, uh, you know, we'll look into anything that's new information, which is a little bit of a 180 from where they were uh, over these last few months when people were asking them to do more. Yeah, you know, we just discussed that I was in Mobile, and part I I really waffled going to Mobile because not only did you have the name change, but then this congressional roundtable came up, and I was like, you know, there's a lot going on locally. Should I stay? But ultimately, I, I I decided to go because obviously finding a quarterback just from the football perspective is you know a huge deal, and and that's where this kind of journey really starts. But also, I I'll be honest, like I was like, all right. I, I don't know what this Congress situation is going to be. We have heard from a lot of the women who talked today, and it's important to hear from them and continue to do so, and the Wilkinson report needs to come out. But I was like, all right, I mean, I feel like we we, we, we kind of have a feeling what, what what's going to be said. But then there was a, a, a new uh, former employee who spoke, and, yeah, like you said, she brought allegations uh, against uh, the owner and uh, for, for harassment, and that was some pretty jarring – um, you know, testimony. And then, of course, there was the the the, the, the Congress, con- you know, the, the congressional reps and their shenanigans, and and you know, all all that, all all that, all that go- that goes on. Um, but yeah, no, that that was a big deal. And then, yeah, I, I as I said, I was on a plane, but I, I just saw the uh, 
the statement from the league, and we'll see what, what, where, where they go with that. You know, ultimately, while I was in Mobile, you know, I didn't lack for for topics to discuss just with this team. People wanted to know what what's the name of the new team going to be because I got there and they were still the the WFT. Then it became oh the Commanders. Okay, well let's make fun of the Commanders or, or what do we think of that name? And then but that but then somewhere in the back of it it was also what do you think ever happens with ownership? And you know I until the league is the one that, you know Congress can kind of I don't know what teeth they have until the league decides they're going to do something about it. I don't know if anything changes. I don't know that anything changes based on what happened today, but, you know, okay, let, let, let's let's see what Roger Goodell and the other owners are willing to do. Well, I mean, even if they, again, just had released this report over the summer, uh, late, you know, prior to the season, they'd be past this. Whatever it would have been, right? Whatever the backlash would have been, at least it would have been out there. They'd have been past, but here you go. By not releasing it, they have – obviously made it much worse than themselves because there's you know look there's people that saw this today and heard about this today that probably aren't football fans aren't even you know don't give a damn right that now know more about this than they ever would have otherwise and i know it's hard for us in sports world and people that are fans of this franchise to under realize that but there will be people now that have been have been exposed to this that would have never known anything about it had they not just released the report which is all these people have asked for from day one that were involved with with the things that went on uh, with the franchise you know uh, i uh after the season ended and and ron rivera um spoke uh, i think it was to kevin sheehan and um, he, he, he made comments that were, you know, somewhat in passing about, uh, you know, had you had, have you spoken yet to ownership? Yes, I have. Okay. Well, what did you talk about? And he didn't go into like details about how we're going to get a quarterback, but he said, we discussed the plan going forward. And he had, Ron Rivera had previously said he had talked to Dan Snyder, but only in the, it, it felt like in like the way of like, kind of like, how was your weekend? He didn't infer that they were discussing business. And this was that inference. And I, that piqued my interest and I wrote about it and, I wrote about it because Dan Steiner, we were told, was had stepped away from day-to-day operations. That you know, Roger—that's what he said. Roger Goodell, back in October, said Dan Snyder has not been associated or doing anything with the organization in months. But now he's there, do, talking to Ron Rivera, apparently about a plan and whatever that may be. And then at some point, he is going to come back, right? So when I wrote this story, yeah, the comments in my in the in the in the comment section on the Athletic were of a lot of like, oh, come on, Ben, this isn't a story. We already know all this. This is nothing. But nationally, meaning like on Twitter, it's got actual play. And a lot of people who were not from, you know, from outside the Beltway were like, well, what's going on here? Because it is a different deal. We in here are like, oh, we get it. You know, we've heard the story a hundred times at this point. But outside, it is still like, wait, what's going on here? This is a... You know what? 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 What is the NFL not doing something about this guy who has these allegations, this organization, all this stuff? So there, there is some of that for sure, and I do think that's what Congress is sort of getting at. For Congress, they all focused on other topics. This is not maybe new, but like this isn't something that they've explored, and thus to them, it feels new. Even for the rest of us in here, we're like, yeah, we kind of understand what this is, and they're just all catching up. Yeah, and and the other part of it is if the NFL's weak, right? So you had the Dolphins thing. 
Um, you know, obviously Brian Flores talking about the lack of, uh, you know, fairness in terms of, of race equity and hiring, I think, which a lot of us felt. And there are these fake interviews, you know, just to check boxes that have happened over the years. And people have talked about this in passing and uh, knew what was going on. But, you know, finally, somebody on the record who's been involved with it and it talked, has a great example in this Bill Belichick text and all this stuff. So that's going on. And then the other little nugget of, oh, yeah, and my owner told me I'd get another hundred grand per loss. I mean, you're like, are you kidding me? And then you throw this on top of it, the cherry on top today, after two days of the, like, the shock and awe over the Brian Flores stuff, right? And now you have this. I mean, look, if you, even even Roger Goodell and the NFL, who seem to have no shame when it comes to bad publicity, and they just kind of let it roll off, and they, you know, mutter things into microphones. I mean, this is not the stuff you want heading into Super Bowl week where he's going to have to do the State of the Union and all that stuff. And these these topics, are, there are going to be people waiting there and waiting to hear what he has to say very carefully to see if there's anything, you know, new from them besides, you know, oh, you know, we unequivocally deny and like they had been originally saying these are toothless, you know, uh, accusations. And now suddenly they have to change their tone a little bit. I mean, all, all that's true. But here's the other thing that's true. Whenever Roger Goodell talks next week, I don't know what day it is, Thursday, Friday, yeah. whatever, two days after that, they're going to play a Super Bowl game, and the ratings will be fantastic. And Absolutely. This yeah. is, and this is, the pro- this is, to me, part of the hypocrisy of the whole thing. In no other product, if all these things were happening, would we be also endorsing the products to the, to the degree that we do, right? But, you know, like, I mean, I'm not – completely paying attention to this topic, but right. There's like a lot of news right now about Spotify, right? I don't know. Whatever's yep. going on with that. Yep. Right. Uh, Neil Young is saying, don't put my music over here. If you're going to associate with Joe Logan or whatever, I don't know where this is going. It's relatively new, but it's now become kind of a topic and we'll see where it goes. Uh, the NFL, it doesn't seem to matter. No matter what everybody says, no matter how everybody gets fired up over these topics, people continue to support the product. And until that changes, I don't know why the owners are going to change. And that, I think, is sort of the rub here, is the sport is as seemingly as popular as it's ever been. It's one of the few, um, uh, you know, it, it's one of the few aspects of society that m- the majority of us seem to bond together over, right? We're all splintered with television shows and other yeah. things. And yet, regardless of all this, I, I imagine the ratings will be huge. Uh, you know, so yeah, that, that that's that's part of the rub, I think. No, no, no doubt about it. And again, like, what do they do? I mean, where does this go from here? I mean, half the people that were on that roundtable today said it goes nowhere. The other half says, no, no, we got you. There's something's going to happen because of this. You know, let's see what the next step is, right? Let's, let's see what the next step is. Because if you're, I agree with you. If you're banking on the NFL taking the lead here to make anything really happen, probably going to be disappointed. You're, I, I would, I would 100. percent uh, agree with that. You're probably going to need somebody, some more push from other people. Maybe sponsors, right? I mean, maybe that's where it has to come from. That's obviously how the name changed. Uh, but maybe that's where it has to come from. And, you know, who knows if it will get to that. I mean, uh, and you're right about the the league really seems to be bulletproof. I remember it wasn't that long ago where I was told, you know, hey, wait, you watch, boy, they're not going to watch this game anymore because those guys are kneeling during the anthem. You know, we, we can't have that. You know, I heard all that crap for a while and how they were, you know, you know, hashtag, you know, never watching again, you know, and all this kind of crap. And seems like some, we found new, they must've found new people. I don't know what happened, but uh, since all those people left, uh, somehow it's still done very well. And, and NASCAR still sucks with the ratings, even though they stand for the anthem. So I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it is 
you know, the line from, uh, uh, you know, all the president's men, you know, follow what you know, deep throat tells Woodward, follow the money. I mean, ultimately, that is it. It's like what you said yeah. with, the, with the name. It, it changed because corporate sponsors pressured the NFL into doing something, and corporate sponsors were pressured by society, right? I mean, this is, yeah. this is how it works. But if everybody's just going to go watch the games, then nobody's going to, you know, the ratings will be good, and that will be exactly what sponsors want when they spend all that money on Super Bowl ads. And, you know, the, the, the cycle will continue until – they so the owners at some point say this isn't worth it for us anymore. Um, we're going to have to, uh, you know, at least in terms of, you know, the 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 um, Dan Snyder in Washington, and then you know the league as a whole. That's almost like a whole other kind of level. But yeah, I mean, it's going to take. And by the way, right? How many co- head coaching openings are left right now? Two, three. What Houston, my uh, Houston, New Miami. New Orleans, New Orleans, Houston, Miami. New so Orleans, right? Houston. Am I correct yeah. that in this cycle in, in Minnesota, not, technically, I guess, right? Right, technically, I guess the reports are Kevin O'Connell, but right, right now, my right there has not been one single minority hire. No, zero. Right, so I mean, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, you know, if if you get to the end and it really is only one, only Mike Tomlin is the only um, black head coach. I mean, uh, all this has happened, and then nothing changed on that front. Yeah, so and, and you even know, incentivized at, it. Yeah, you know, with more. You know, the draft picks and all that, you know, embarrassing stuff they had to do to try to, to help move things, and it still hasn't done anything. Yeah, no, I mean, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, it's never – and, I, and I, I'm sure we had to go, but like the class, I'll say, you know, Ron Rivera constantly talks ever since he arrived, and certainly a lot lately, about the idea of putting the past behind and moving forward. And he said repeatedly, we've got a new name. It's a, it's a reset. It's, we're moving forward. And, you know, today was another reminder that that's just not happening. That, that he, can, he and others can keep saying this, and I get it. And I, I wasn't in town yesterday for the, for the, for the name change, and I, I clearly it was a big deal. And, and, you know, we can discuss whether Commanders is a good name or what, yeah. what, what, what's, the, what's the short nickname going to be and all that kind of stuff. But <laughs> in the end of the day, nothing really is changing. It's the same story until something actually changes. Yeah, no, I mean, it's not an employee that was, was displaced that people are talking about, you know. It's not somebody who was fired. It's somebody who actually owns the organization that's still being talked about. Uh, and the field, people feel did not get his right due, you know, didn't get his just desserts, if you will. Uh, all right, Ben, thanks so much, man. I know you're tired from the trip. Uh, appreciate you jumping on at Ben Standing on Twitter. Read him there. You can check out his stuff on the Senior Bowl on the Athletic DC. Appreciate it, buddy. Always appreciate it, man. Thanks. All right, take care. All right, that was Ben standing with us. We uh, we did have a lot of things to get to. I apologize. We did, you know, we didn't get as much Senior Bowl as you probably wanted there. But you know, again, these are the headlines of the day. We don't make them. We don't make the news. We just follow it. Okay, uh, it's kind of a big thing when the NFL comes out and changes its tune from yeah, hey, yeah, we've handled this. They paid the ten million. It's over to yeah, we'll look into this perhaps. Yeah. And again, we'll see if they actually follow through. All right, coming up, uh, we'll get into some final thoughts on off the uh, Washington football stuff. Or excuse me, the command. I can say commanders now. Excuse me, off the commanders uh, items, and then we'll uh, get to um, what we learned last night with the Wizards winning without Bradley Beal against the 76ers. It is uh, overtime. Scott Jackson with you here on 106.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, welcome back. Overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. Thanks to Ben Standing for joining us from the Athletic DC. And besides quarterback, obviously Washington football needs to find the quarterback of their defense, the middle linebacker this offseason. And certainly that's something to keep our eyes on beyond just the quarterback. And again, Ron Rivera did not go to the senior bowl, and a lot of people were miffed by that or, or bothered, what have you. Um, obviously, Martin Mayhew and company are down there. The other coaches are there. And, you know, is that a tell? Does that mean they're they're going to go veteran quarterback? Does that mean that they don't love this class? Or does it mean that really they just don't like the setup of the senior bowl? And Ron Rivera's talked about how he wants to have time with whoever these uh, potential draft picks are, you know, where they can really get to um, talk a little bit more. And maybe the setup this year for the senior bowl did not have, you know, was not conducive for that. So maybe that is why he had decided to pass on the senior bowl this year, or maybe just needed a break. I mean, <laughs> discuss this over and over. I mean, for the past two years, uh, there has been a lot on his plate more than the average head coach. And maybe uh, he just needed to get away. And, you know, this father was having his 86th birthday. I can totally understand family time, this kind of thing. And I don't know. I don't think it's that big a deal. I know others disagree with me. I don't think this is Scott McLuhan suddenly disappearing prior to the NFL combine. Um, you know, if Ron is not in Indianapolis for that, okay, then we can talk and then, then we can all be freaked out. But until then, I'm, I'm going to be okay. Uh, now, do I think this is going to be a situation where Washington, you know, pulls off the Alex Smith kind of trade like they did, you know, uh, Super Bowl week uh, prior to the Eagles and Patriots Super Bowl when they uh, made that deal? Doesn't look like it, right? Doesn't look like that's going to happen, but who knows? I mean, if they hone in on Jimmy G, that's something that maybe it'll happen quickly if you know, a lot of people aren't excited about that. I, I, you know, we talk about all these players, you know, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, you know, Deshaun Watson, which I really don't think would be a great idea. But nonetheless, you know, you talk about all these potential people, but we don't, you know, there's three of those, two of those guys, you're not sure they're really going to be available. Like Wilson, I, I still feel like it's a dream. It doesn't look like the Derek Carr stuff is going to get any legs now that they've got Josh McDaniels in place. Looks like they're going to try to take – you know, get car extended and go from there. It, and as far as Wilson goes, you know, again, I'll ask people this because Seattle has, you know, obviously traded away their draft pick to the Jets. 
Like, so what are you going to replace Russell Wilson with? You really think you're going to go with Geno Smith? I mean, come on. Do you, do you think that's what you're going to do? No, you're not going to do that. You're not going to trade Russell Wilson for Geno Smith. And they're at where they are right now, they're not in a position to get a replacement quarterback. So I, I don't think that's real either. And I you know, hey, well, Russell Wilson, you know, he could force his hand if he wanted to. He, you know, they said he was like, quote, exploring his options. And, and he's been very careful, right? He's been very careful. He doesn't, he says all the right things publicly. He uh, apparently told the Manning cast, like, because they didn't ask him a single thing about his future in Seattle. You would think if his, his simple answer was, of course, I'm in Seattle, they could at least bring it up, but they didn't. Uh, during that uh, playoff game when he was on. So, I mean, there might be some smoke there, but at the same time, the Seahawks still have some say in this thing. Like, he's under contract. Uh, they don't have to do anything, even if he wanted to be. Uh, you know, guy said, I want out of here. They don't have to do anything. Uh, Matt Ryan appears to not be moving anywhere. So the, the amount of quarterbacks are thinning, and the amount of teams that need quarterbacks is growing because, obviously, Tom Brady is one of the uh, – with the retirement has added another – team that needs to figure out a quarterback situation in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that is part of the issue for Washington when you talk about quarterback. So you can say be patient, wait to see what develops. But if it doesn't develop, then you're left holding the bag. Then you are forced into the part where you have to shop this rookie class. And maybe you don't like any of these guys. Who knows? Maybe you just think, that, yeah, these guys okay. I just don't want to overdraft, you know, where we're, where we're sitting at in the, to take the person. But you may – be in that spot. You may be in that spot. It always, you know, it's never a good position to be in, like going, being desperate, having that desperation feeling to find that player. And I don't think they can kick the can down the road for another year either. I think it would be, uh, that'd be a tough sell to, and, and again, part of this is a sell. There's no doubt part of this is a sell. It'd be tough to roll it out the same thing next year, starting the season. All right, we'll come back, come back, we'll get to, a little bit of the Wizards. It's a week away from the NBA trading deadline. Will they do anything prior to the deadline? Feels like they have to do something. And some talk of maybe Bradley Beal warming up to the idea of moving out if needed. We'll get to that straight ahead. It's overtime. Scott Jackson with you here on 106.7 The Fan. Welcome back. Overtime here on 1067 The Fan. Scott Jackson here with you. Uh, the NBA trading deadline is a week from today. Interesting stuff um, from David Aldridge of the Athletic DC uh, talking about, for the first time in a long time, sources close to Bradley Beal indicate he is not rejecting out of hand the notion of a trade elsewhere, even though his preference is to remain with the Wizards. Uh, David Aldridge and Joshua Robbins, who covers uh, the Wizards for the Athletic, both on that report. And as we've discussed over and over and over here, you know, they have the idea that Bradley Beal's going to get treated as well as he does here anywhere else is just not going to happen. I mean, nobody's going to have any he's not going to get input as next place. He's not going to be the guy at the next place. He's going to be a piece He's going to be the second or third guy. Um, nobody's obviously able to pay him as much as this team can. So I understand it from the Bradley Beal perspective as to why he'd want to stay here. But I'm at the point now where i got to look at this more of like the selfish, you know, what is it for the Wizards, right? Are we going to move forward? And if you like the real goal, it's just, I mean, again, is, is your goal just to be, you know, the eight or nine seed, 10 seed or whatever that play in piece is, then, you know, then stay status quo, you're fine. 
But if you're if your real goal is bigger things, like you want to win a championship, uh, you want to you know build something of a contender, you've got to look at. I mean, the, the time is on the hourglass is running out for that in terms of a big chip here in Bradley Beal, and you've got to try to maximize the value out of that while you can. And the problem is, is you know you may have already potentially missed the biggest window to to really nail that in terms of value and having him, you know, moved. But, you know, he, he still has a good amount of value. Not an all-star, uh, didn't make the all-star team, didn't deserve to make the all-star team. He's down in a lot of categories this year, seems to have regressed. You know, they, they play better. You know, Dinwiddie's better without him. He's better without Dinwiddie. It's a really weird thing. It's very disappointing because, uh, you know, obviously they, they had high hopes that they were going to, like, cohese, you know, be, be cohesive and mesh well together, but they haven't. Uh, you know, there's there's other pieces you can move. The obvious pieces are guys who are on expiring deals. You know, like a Thomas Bryant. Um, you know, clearly uh, Montres Harrell, who you're probably not going to be able to keep anyway. You know, why not move him before this deadline? Those things could certainly happen. Those things could certainly happen uh, by next week. I think that, that that's probably the more likely thing. They seem to be very convinced and, and care about keeping Bradley and him being a part of this. I've had this conversation a million times in these radio airwaves as to why I understand that you know again a franchise that never stuck with anything very long not a whole lot of former bullet greats guys who spent their entire careers this franchise you know Wes Unsell the late Wes Unsell obviously was the the standard for that Uh, I can understand why Ted Leonsis would want a player like that you know like his Alex Ovechkin problem is you know look Bradley's a good player he's a you know close to an all-star usually an all-star but he's he's not a superstar and now you're at that threshold where you're paying him like a superstar like this next contract I mean you know for that and I don't care it's not my money right I don't you know it's not my money that's you know look Ted's got the because you know he's got this sports book and all this stuff going on he's killing it with this uh with, with you know with the the gaming, you know, team and all that stuff. You know, the Capitals do really well. So I guess he's got the money to throw around. If, he, if he's comfortable with paying Bradley Beal, but that's his deal. That, it has nothing to do with me. However, I will say this. When you're tying up that much money into a guy, you really need him to be one of the top, like, 10 to 15 players in the league, and he's not. And, and that's a problem. You know, and that's where it really starts to hurt you. I believe it hurts you. So from that standpoint... And in his value on the open market, like if you could move him. So from that standpoint, I think you got to get the most value better. And I like Bradley. I think he's a really good guy. I think he's been everything they've wanted him to be from day one. I just think he's kind of hit hit a wall here. Maybe he can come back out in the second half of the season and, and play better. And maybe him and, and Dan Woody can get their act together. They need more time. You get a first-year coach. You got a lot of things. You got a lot of new pieces. They got off to that fast start, which might have been fool's gold for sure. You know, I think we can understand that now. But, but time does feel like it's going through the hourglass pretty fast at this point, and this, this seems to be the window. Although I was a little surprised here, Bobby Mark said maybe they'd get more value in the offseason for him. Okay. Really? Okay. Maybe. I can be talking to that. I mean, he's a former front office guy. I would hope to think he knows if <coughs> that's true or not. But <coughs> whatever it is, you get, you have to get the most value for him. You can't shortchange yourself. you you got to really operate in best interest of the Wizards now. And, you know, Tommy Shepard needs to be allowed to do that. And I don't know if he is. And I'm not, you know, I hope he is. I hope he's allowed to make any deal he wants. But I would imagine with a player of Bradley Beal's stature and the way they have treated him and the way they have talked about him, that that is very much an owner uh, conversation as well. And probably maybe even he's got to say, yeah, let's go. Much like he did with John Wall finally. He just said, enough's enough. Whatever you can get for him, get for him. And they did. And look, they flipped John Wall, you know, broken down body and contract 
from you know Russell Westbrook to some good pieces, but it is it's not elite. It's not like a elite team. It's not a contender team right now, and that's what you want to get to. I think I, I believe I still believe they want to do that, and I hope they want to do that. So I think you got to start aiming higher than just hey let's get in and be in the playing game. You know that's not fun. And again, this thing just just showed up to this playing game. I mean, it's not hard to make the NBA playoffs. Let's be real about that for one minute. It's not difficult. But they're on the outside looking in right now. I mean, they're not even in it at this point. So it, it seems crazy to just keep rolling this thing out and extending people to super, super, super max deals if they're not bringing you championship or you're not even in the top four in your conference. It just That just seems to be malpractice. But again, not my money. Not my money, not my franchise. But a franchise, you know, I think if you've ever heard me on the radio and you know my history in this town and what I've done, um, I, I care deeply for. I, I really do. I mean, I, the Wizards, I mean, I would like to think or hope, <laughs> pray, uh, before it's over for me that, like, they are that kind of team again. Because I think the town would, would really, I mean, I think it would take off for them. And they've, it's a, yes, D.C. is a basketball city, basketball area. You know, high school, you know, college pro. I mean, people love it, but they got. They also know when a product's good and when a product's not good. I mean, I I never forget how bonkers people went for that Wizards Arenas team when I was doing. You know, I went from covering a team that was nineteen and sixty three, just two years before that, to you know the Arenas Hughes group that you know went forty five, forty four, forty five games or whatever it was Eddie Jordan's second year, and then went to the playoffs into round two, and how how, you know, people rocked the Verizon Center. It wasn't just because, hey, Michael Jordan's back playing. It was like, because it was our team and they felt like there was a future there and obviously, well, didn't quite make it. And same deal with the Beal, you know, wall thing. I mean, people were behind it then, you know, but, you know, they couldn't cap it off. And and now I feel like this is just time to to cash in on what this was and say, hey, you don't matter to anybody. You don't, I don't dislike Bradley Beal. I don't, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not disappointed in this time here. I'm just like, hey, you just got to do what's best for you. And you just, you just move on and give him a nice tribute video when he comes back. And someday, you know, he probably put his jersey up in the rafters. But you've got to do what is going to get the most for your team and most value for you. You just can't just say, we have to do it this one way is the only way it can be done. Because I don't, I don't see a path there. And I, I, don't, I mean, if, and I think if they're being honest themselves, they don't either unless they're just going to play the patient thing and just ride it out. And that's dangerous because if he gets the offseason and doesn't like it, he can just be like, all right, see ya. Thanks. Thanks for the memories. Now, it wouldn't be smart for him because he makes more money by, obviously, playing their game and doing it their way. All right. Coming up, uh, a couple other things to hit before we get out of here. We're going to have a chance to on the uh, NFL coaching front. Is Byron Leftwich, DC's own, is saying, uh, see ya, Jacksonville. On the coaching front, uh, we'll talk about that straight ahead as well. Before we get out of here, it's overtime. Scott Jackson with you here on 106.7 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. So there's more information coming out this Brian Flores case and lawsuit. Brian Flores now claiming the Giants' decision to hire uh, Brian Dayball was uh, also influenced by Patriots coach Bill Belichick, who, of course, <laughs> forgot which Brian he was texting. Oh, boy. Although I can't laugh because I did a similar thing yesterday. Not the same person, but I was, you know, like you started texting with people and you get a couple of conversations going, and then I – texted somebody information that I was supposed to text somebody else. It wasn't anything salacious or important, but it was just kind of embarrassing. Like, I'm a moron. And I need dang glasses on at all times now. But hey, Flores was on <clears throat> Jay Williams' podcast. NPR's The Limit said, I think there are back-channel conversations, back-channel meetings that are hard oftentimes to influence the decisions. I think the Giants hiring press is a clear example that Bill Belichick is a clear example that his resume speaks to that. It's clear to me that the decision was made with his influence. That's part of the problem. That needs to change. There needs to be more fair, uh, equal opportunity to interview to showcase your abilities and to lead uh, and earn those opportunities in those positions. Look, there, there's no question there are that. I mean, I really thought from day one, once the Giants hired the assistant general manager from the Bills, that it was going to be Brian Dable. I mean, I think it, was, it seemed pretty obvious when Joe Shane was hired that was going to happen. Uh, they brought Brian Flores in. There was a lot of hype that maybe he'd have a legitimate chance, you know. And again, as he pointed out, he was just it was a charade kind of interview. Uh, and as he found out going in, and he still did it. I mean, and look, he's risking everything here. He's risking everything to um, blow the whistle off this and try to get this uh, class action lawsuit against the National Football League. The stuff that is coming out about the Dolphins is obviously extremely damning. If that could be proven. Um, that's the kind of thing that could end Stephen Ross for sure. I mean, if you're offered $100,000 for losses, I think you could tell there are some teams that didn't try to win over the years. The Browns were one of them. I don't think the Texans particularly liked uh, David Culley getting the most out of his team this year, and that's why he got fired. <laughs> I mean, you can't tell me David Culley got fired for not coaching well this year. I mean, he overachieved the team that clearly didn't want to win. I mean, they wouldn't let their best player suit up. I mean, you got to be joking. I mean, that, that thing was a complete – you know what show down there in uh, Houston. And, you know, if they hire Josh McCown, I mean, for goodness sakes, I don't even know, do you even need to have a trial? <laughs> if you can't prove that's a sham, I mean, come on. He's never coached. I mean, are you serious? The NFL level is his assistant. You're going to like literally like, just retired like two seasons ago officially. And then Bobby's a head coach. I mean, come on. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. But yet very believable that it could happen. But, I mean, this is definitely a, a low, low point from the NFL. So, Byron Leftwich is expected to pull out of consideration for the Jags job. I mean, he, first of all, it made too much sense for them. He was obviously over-qualified over, uh, as well. But, you know, one of the things was he was not interested in working with Trent Baalke. And that's not a bad thing. Uh, because nobody in Jacksonville likes Trent Baalke. They don't want him to be there. He wanted Adrian Wilson brought in. And the Jags apparently <clears throat> didn't like that. 
And they have decided that's not a good thing. So now they're going to go towards Doug Peterson or perhaps Rich Bisaccia. Uh, the Raiders, you know, was, you know, who did a pretty nice job. Let's be honest. Rich Bisaccia's been around the NFL for a long time. Pretty nice job with the Raiders as the interim. But I, I don't blame Byron Leffers for pulling out. Like, if it isn't right, like, you, you know, the great late John Thompson, you say, you can't pay me enough to fail. And if, you're put, if you feel like you're being set up for failure, you know, good for you. And maybe he doesn't get another chance. Maybe he does. I hope he does get another chance. But I respect the hell out of people that are willing to just say, you know what? This isn't right for me, or this isn't fair. Then I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to put myself in that position. All right, thanks to producer Donald Hankerson. Thanks to uh, Fred Smoot. Thanks to Ben Standing, Scott Jackson. Saying so long here on Overtime. Be with you next week at some point. Have a great day and great night here on 106 of the Fans. See you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.